Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. I've got a guest on today. I've been trying to get him on for a while. You have to catch this man in the moment because he's, he's a busy body man. He's never in one place. My good friend, Maurice S. Baker, is a 25-year-old Jamaican who enjoys traveling, loves football, and wants to someday become the best sports publicist and journalist in the world. Maurice, brother, it's a pleasure to have you joining me. How are you this evening? I am great, man. It's, it's good to be It's good to be finally here, you know? It's good to... Yeah, yeah. Like I say, you're a busy guy, and it's hard to know you down, so I actually just had to get hold of you the other way and go, bro, look, this is happening. Do it. Here's the link. Book it in. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at the moment? You're in New York? I am, yep. Yeah. Well, it's snowing there, you just told me, yeah? Yeah, it's a bit of snow. It's a bit of yeah, snow. Down. I think it's heading for 40 degrees here today, so... Yeah, very, very different parts of the world, but same kind of things happening, you know, everyone's laying out doing their thing. Um, but, you know, it doesn't stop you working, does it, as we found, actually, and, and this is kind of links into how we got to meet each other uh, kind of middle of last year, wasn't it? True. I was looking, I wanted to learn how to do public speaking. You did too. I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but I think we both did a pretty good job of figuring it out, finding, yeah. someone, finding someone who could teach us. It was someone we both followed for a long time. So, man, I'll let you you tell us more about that, how that came around for you. You know, you know, with COVID and all that's happening, it's it's tough and there's difficulties surrounding it. But there, there's always a possibility that we can find some good in the bad, you know, and, and that's that's definitely how we met through mm. the, the great Les Brown and his his speaking program. So I'm grateful for that opportunity i've met some wonderful people through that and you're one of them man and i'm, I'm grateful for them kind of connections so that's brought us here you know speaking about we we shared the stage together not too long ago was it october 24th yeah yeah it was yeah well you were a little after me but it was the, it was the same event same stage same event yeah and, yeah. and i remember remember speaking about it and and how intense it was how you know it was a great experience brilliant experience that's something that will definitely take with us for the rest of our lives, man. So, for sure, man. For sure. Um, so. I think about that, and I think like that'd be that'd be something like when you got kids, grandkids, one day that'd be like, I'll, I'll pull you out and show you this. This is the first time I ever spoke to anyone, any audience, anywhere in the world. It'd be something that's just always there. No one could ever take away from you. Like, but who's this? Who's this guy with the with the high top? And I'll be like, oh, that, that guy. That guy. That was me back in the day, you know. Yeah. Tell him that. That's been... <laughs> yeah, but then we, you know, we embarked on the training. What, what, what made you want to? What made you? What led you to the training? What, what led you there? What made you like seek it out and find it? Do you know, I was. I've been following. I've been following Les from 2014, I think, mm. and he he was. I listened to Les so much so much that i could even recite some of his speeches like i could you know <clears throat> and he was the one that he he was he was my motivational speaker when i was up and when i was down and throughout my college football career soccer career and so i've always wanted to i've always wanted the opportunity to to you know watch him speak live or to learn from him or to or to have a conversation with him and so when that opportunity presented itself i was wasn't gonna let it pass me by, man. And I haven't regretted it. 
So, and I don't think I ever will. So that's 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 amazing. And it brought me, you know, that what that did is it gave me the confidence to go forward and to encourage others and to and to do something that I've always wanted to do, but I never got the permission per se to do it. So he definitely gave me the license to go forward and do it. And I'm excited, man. It's been it's been brilliant, you know. And you know, as as you speak about the hunger for the hustle, that's that's definitely the 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 journey both of us have been on. And I've just been I've been fueled by that. And I've been using what Les has taught us and I've been implementing other strategies with that and doing everything and anything to make it work. Yeah, because I mean, as well as teaching us, there was like one-on-ones, a couple hours every week, uh, one-to-many. So, it was, you know, sometimes it was one-on-one if, if you got picked to, to work with him, which everyone did, everyone got their turn. But there was gems inside the gems, wasn't there? He was teaching yeah. us how to speak, but there was like so many life lessons there that you could apply to so many things, be it your business, your relationships, your finances, you know, just such a wealth of knowledge inside there that even if you'd listened as you and I both had for many years to every YouTube video that's out there, um, you're still catching some bits and some gems that you wouldn't have otherwise heard. And like you say, you know, we both went on, we both went into that as, yeah, we want to be speakers, we want to speak to the world on big stages. There's still an element of me that wants to do that, and I believe I will. Um, But I think I've kind of digressed into a bit more of a, a hosting role as I am here with the podcast. Still do speaking events, got one coming up in a couple of days, but it's not the main driver and focus of everything for me now. And I think that's that's fine. You know, that's something we both chatted about the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, I think what it mostly was is, you know, we, we went in with the intention of learning to be speakers and we were taught a lot more than just how to be a speaker. We were taught how to find our purpose and how to navigate towards that. We were taught how to be, how to find ourselves, and how to act on the things that we want from life. And I think what that did, it, it showed me that I didn't only want to be a speaker, I wanted to be you know, a journalist, a publicist. I wanted to do all these things and it gave me the courage to, to drive forward and do them. And I think that's what the course has done. Not just, yeah, he, he taught us how to speak, but he also taught us how to find our purpose and how to do what, what we want, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's, that's you know, like I always, like George Bernard Charles says, do what you can where you are with what you have and never be satisfied. So I think that's something that he's taught us as well, yeah. how to use what we have. Yeah, just to keep moving, yeah. I mean, you see yeah. him even at 75, he's still moving, man. He's still, you know, starting new projects, starting new things all the time. I mean, he doesn't stop. And, and I think, yeah. man, I'm 32. I've got, I've got so much more, you got so much more time on me. Um, but you know, it motivates you, doesn't it? And, and it's so much fun as well, just so much fun. Yeah, loads of fun. Like, Les is someone who always has the capacity and the ability to laugh at himself, true, you know, in like a silly way or a serious way. You know, you can say the most serious thing and then just break it down completely afterwards with that laugh of his. Uh, and it just, it just reminds you that every day is a, a day worth being grateful for and smiling and enjoying, particularly. You know, you got to see, I thought, a very personal side of, of Les Brown when he was doing some of those lessons, particularly, you know, when he's he's, he's still battling through, uh, or was battling through, I'm not, not, not sure where he's at with the journey, with, with the cancer stuff. Right. And you could see, you know, some days weren't e- as easy as others, and he'd just been for the treatment and things like that. I um, mean, you really got to see that that side of it. Uh, it was a really a really interesting insight into that, into, into his world, I thought. 
you know, I think what he does is he makes the journey of life fun, despite what's happening. And he showed that he's he's in charge of what happens to him, what happens around him. And he just, he laughs about things that we probably would cry about. And I, I guess he's got, he's just got a different way of dealing with things altogether. And, you know, just, just being able to handle life as it comes, it's definitely, definitely a talent and he's mastered that so yeah i agree with you i think the more you've been through the better equipped you are to deal with it and you know you've certainly been through a lot of things certainly been through a whole host of things um when i read his, his latest book uh, you've got to be hungry you know that revealed even more things that I, I didn't even didn't even know about you know some addictions he had and things like that we've got yeah. a question on the side here from malcolm free i'll get it up on the screen maurice what is the difference between in your mindset before and after the power voice training? Wow, before the training, before the I was I was hiding, man. I was in my own little world, just trying to find something that I wasn't I was looking for something, but I wasn't looking for it in the right places. And mm. my, I was I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't mentally fortified, as Les would call it. And then after the training, you know, I just, I, I, it rebuilt my belief system and I was able to just step forward and just claim the things that are rightfully mine and I work for them. And I just, ever since then, I've been, you know, I've been hungry for the hustle and I've just been doing whatever it takes a hundred percent. And I have no fear. You know, I think, I think in life, you know, we, we learn from our failures and so I welcome my failures. I'm okay with failing because that, then it's an experience. It's a learning experience. I put that on my CV or on my resume and say, hey, listen, I've done that. And I failed. And now I'll go back to the drawing board and just figure it out. Say, what have I done wrong? What do I need to do to make that better? And then just go at it again. So that's that's the mentality. Is, my mentality has changed a lot since, the, since being able to be a part of the Les Brown program. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree with you there. I think that, um, you know, we, we we go on this journey and you're never sure where it's going to go. And, you, of course, you make mistakes along the way with any journey, right? We, we all make mistakes but, or failures, you know, however you look at them. But they're part of it. They're lessons. The real only failure for me, I think, is if you actually quit or if you keep making the same mistakes again. That's just, right. a, bit, that's just a bit stupid, right? But still, we find ourselves doing it sometimes, right? It's still, we're still find ourselves doing it because we're not perfect. We're human. And right. then we have to, sometimes we have to keep making them mistakes and keep making them failures until it gets to one point where it's like, hey, this is, this is what bar, man. This is, you know, this is pinch time. You really need to learn this time. Um, you know what? I'm not a host, but I actually want to ask you that question, Vic. Okay. Yeah, what's, what's, that? The what's the difference in the mindset? Okay. Um, well, self belief, I think for me, see, I knew for quite a long time that I enjoyed speaking and that I could use my voice to help others. You know, I've always liked speaking, which is something that helps, you know, uh, and I enjoy talking a lot. Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. Depends who I'm with. And I'd actually find myself kind of going into speeches and things like that, usually at parties around other people, but usually once I'd had a bit of alcohol in me because he gave me the confidence and the boost and the belief to be able to, think that I could do it and I'd start and I'd go and people would be like oh, that's great carry on and I'd be like oh, that's kind of all I've got and 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 then 
But this taught me that without any external factors, with just working on it in myself, finding out what my message actually is, how I need to project it out to help other people. Um, and yes, I can do it. And the best way to learn and get the confidence and the belief to do it is just to actually do it and keep doing it and get practice. And, and you know, Les said to us, one of the things he said is form a mastermind group, find six other people, and then as well as yourself, form that group with them and work with them, keep in contact with them regularly. And that's exactly what we did, didn't we? We formed our own speaker speak group, yeah. uh, group, a little Facebook group we called Speaker Speak, speak uh, just a messenger chat. And we caught up every week. And I think 95% of the people in that group ended up on the Power Voice um, on the stage, on the Power Voice stage. So it's no surprise at all. But yeah, if I had to pin it down, the, the main mindset change for me would be going from borrowing someone else's belief, which is what I did throughout the program. You know, I, when I spoke to Leslie, believed in me that I had a voice and had a message and I could share it. And so did John Tallarico and all you got other guys in the little group we formed, borrowing that belief to having the belief in myself. And man, you know, like once we actually did it and spoke at the Power Voice Summit, the elation, the feeling after we'd done it was just amazing. I couldn't get to sleep that night at all. I remember my, my partner, my, my girlfriend went to bed and, and she was like, yeah, you're going to come to bed in a bit? I was like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come in a bit. And he was like, man, it was like midnight then. It was like four in the morning before I could finally even get into bed, before I was like relaxed enough coming down from the, the buzz, the high. Um, so, yeah, man, it changed my confidence. It changed my beliefs is the two main things it changed in my mindset. Wow. Listen. Love that answer. <laughs> I, remember, I remember my day when I spoke and I was, I was wow, you know. It was it was intense. It was it was like everything you everything you it's like everything you ever dreamed of dreamed of just being right there, and it was it was brilliant. I enjoyed it, man. I remember watching you as well, and I was like, "Go on, Jake, go on, go on." It was so good. It was so good. Uh, and it um, I tell you one other thing. It made me realize as well because it's quite an unusual thing to pursue public speaking. It's actually, I learned afterwards that more people are scared of speaking publicly than they are of dying, which I think is a crazy statistic. Mm, I guess I would think it was a bit more crazy because I'm not really that scared of doing it, but before I suppose I was. So it's a, it's a weird thing to pursue. And a lot of people, you know, think, well, that's crazy. Why are you doing that? Why would you do that? And, and it taught me, it taught me a lot of the people who were around me who would back me no matter what I did, no matter how crazy and wild it was. It showed me who those people were, and then it showed me a few of those people weren't. But I still went with it anyway, of course, and, and pulled it off, and 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 had a had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think that's that's one of the main things I also learned from it is have a lot of fun, just enjoy it. If like if you're not enjoying the speech, then the people who are receiving it aren't going to enjoy it as much either. You know, you you made a good point where you said, where you said that that showed you who were with you and who weren't. And I call that the exposure period. And I think that comes in, in our lives before we get to that path where we want to be, because there are people that we've got to, Les, I think, I think Les' son is the one that said this, you know, know who you can count on and who you can count out. Yeah. You know, John Leslie Brown said that. And that's what, that's what it did. You know, that, that, that transition, it was it was long, it was tough, it was difficult over the time just being a part 
of, of Les Brown's course and just like changing your mindset. It was difficult because then you 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 started to lose people, you started to gain people, and and you were like, wait, this whole time the people weren't meant to be a part of this. And then you know you meet new people who show you so much more love, so much more support than mm -hmm. those people before. So I, I think you know it showed us who you can count on and who you should count out. And that's definitely another part of how it changed my mindset as well. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly something you said that, you know, we met a lot of new people in it who were, of course, more than happy to support you because they were going through the same thing. But it was a it was a strange time because particularly for me when I got into it, June, July was when June, July, August started to get better in September. That was when the pandemic was and the lockdown really, the pandemic wasn't actually that bad, but they locked it down real strict here and real stringent. So I wasn't really having that much interaction apart from my partner at the time with people in the outside world but i was yeah. meeting all these new people online all the time uh, and a lot of them were just creating these friendships like i have with you and like um just creating these really good solid friendships with people who they don't you, you can never win with them because they don't want to compete with you they just yeah. want you to do as well as them anyway we all want so, to win together yeah 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 it was like yeah they just want you to, genuinely just good people who want you to do well and I can't wait to get out there and travel in the world. We were just saying before, you're going to come over here, I'm going to come over there. Who knows who will get which one done first. Yeah. Um, and that's a good segue, man. Let's talk about traveling because you've lived in a lot of different... How many different places have you lived in? Oh, man, I've... Everywhere, oh, man. I've been there. Yeah, you've... Uh, I mean, you've lived throughout, throughout the... You've lived... Born in Jamaica, grew up in the UK, and then you went to America, right? Yeah, spend... Most of my time, most of my childhood was was definitely in Jamaica. So, yeah. you know, I, I would definitely, I would, I would use the password today, but you probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't understand. Go for it, man. I'm sure the audience will enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, and, and you know what? It, the thing is though, about traveling is that it shows you so much, you know, and you learn so much. You learn how to interact with all kinds of people, you know. And it offers you so, such high level of intercultural competence. And I think that's the best part about traveling. You know, I think I'm more, I've been to around uh, 20 countries or something like that. And, you know, I've just been able to connect with so many different people, been able to learn so much. And it made me a lot more open-minded because of the things that I see. And, and at first they were strange. I was like, wait, I'm not used to that. But then I got used to it and I was like, wow, this is this is how it is here, this is how it is there. And every place is different. You know, you meet different people who have different beliefs, who who live different ways, done different things. And it just allowed you to see what the world really is like. So I think that contributed to who I am a lot these days, you know, apart from like I think the biggest contribution to who I am is probably my mom. But apart from that, I have I have, you know been able to, to find myself and figure out who I wanted to be from traveling the world and spending time elsewhere. I haven't been to Australia yet, but that's in the works. I mean, we've yeah. got to, I've got to. Yeah, got it's going to happen. Once this world opens up, there's uh, me and you are going to meet, man. It's going to be, going to have some fun, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely looking out, looking forward to hanging out with you, man. Definitely. But I think, yeah, travel does grow you. It grows you. It grows your mind. It grows your body. It grows your soul. You know, particularly we were just talking. Particularly, you know, here out here in Melbourne, I live ten minutes from the beach. It's summertime. You got to be beach ready, man. 
you know, if your friend rings you up and you go hitting the beach, you got to be able to know that you can put them shorts on. You're looking, you're looking good. You're feeling good. Just in a in a hot minute. So like it can it can, it can grow your body in a weird way as well because you've got to be ready. You've got to be chiselled. But but the right. mind and the, and the social connections you make and all the different things you see and the cultures you like in, invariably inhale, I suppose, from from just meeting so many different people. You, again, it, it, I think it it makes me it heightened my my perception and my intuition, particularly to some people that you want to be attracted to and spend your time with and that want, it will help you grow. And then there's some that you don't want to, you're like, mm, I get better at realizing them people coming in. And, sure. and yeah. now I've seen, I've seen folks like that before. I want to stay away from them type of people. Yeah. yeah. And again, you know, it's good because it allows you to focus on the people that you want to be in your life and the people that, the people who have an impact on you, you know, yeah. you know we've all got that one person in our life or two or three people that, that will, will go any extent to make them proud. And I think I think you know that's definitely something that that we need. And then we have we've got the people that we've got to stay away from them or else they'll get you in trouble. You know, yeah. let's call them cookie people. Okay. He said, he said cookie people are the people that you can call at night and tell them, hey, I got a flat tire, come and help me out. Or hey, you know, I got arrested, come and get me out of jail. <laughs> so that's what let's call them, but it's good to have cookie people, you know. Mm. So, yeah, you know, you, you Jake, who is that that, that person or all the people that, that keeps your drive alive? Keeps my drive alive. Flipping the script here on me, bro. It's a good question. <laughs> Who's the people that keep my drive alive? Well, parents for sure, and that's from a perspective of wanting to make them proud. Um, yeah. I don't feel I, don't, I used to feel when I was younger a bit pressurized to do that, but then really when I had like some good conversations with my parents and realized that they were just happy for me if I was happy doing whatever I was doing, you know, I didn't have to uh, achieve big goals and big things. I just happened to be doing that anyway. That's cool, but I'd <laughs> 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 be striving for it, of course. But yeah, so my parents in, in that respect wanting to make them proud, they're a main driver. Who else? You know, it's a good question. It's a good question. Certain, uh, the certain friends I connect with, like I can, I can certainly think, like people like Michael Bridgman, he's someone who really inspires me, who I'm working on the Hunger for the Hustle book with, who came up with the idea, in fact. People like Jay Reese, who you know as well. Um, I'm not just saying it because you're in front of me, but people like you, like I see parts of myself in you because you're a bit younger than me. You're what, 25 or 26 now? 25, 26, yeah. not yet. And I see you and I think, yeah, man, he's just out there. He's hungry. He's going for it. He, he has no, he doesn't let fear control him in any way. Doesn't let his environment control him in any way. He controls his environment. Anyone who actually I meet who, who does that, I respect that fully. Um, yeah, who, who else, man? I mean, my ex-partner as well, my ex-partner Emily, she always inspired me because she was someone who did what I did, you know, moved from one part of the world to the other part of the world, completely brand new place, had to immerse herself in a new culture, had her own business as well as an entrepreneur, had to adjust that and make that work as a lot of people have had to pivot in the pandemic. So always got time and like people like that drive me because 
I just, you know, anyone who's doing something that I think is inspiring or breaking the mold or a bit outside the box yeah. uh, without, and they're just controlling that environment. Yeah. Like, well, like, you spoke about, you know, just moving and, and taking on new challenges. And I think that's something that we've all got to be comfortable with, it, you know, change. You know, I love a quote that says, when change is necessary, not to change is destructive. I think we've all got to experience change at some point. We've got to just get up and say, you know what, this is not working for me anymore. I've got to make a change and make that change. And, you know, you'll heal, man. If you're hurt about who you've left behind, you'll heal eventually. If, you know, you'll meet new people and they might be better for you. You'll, you'll get a new job. You'll, it will work. Just take, just take that leap, man. Do it. Do what Jake did, you know. Pack up, pack up and leave. Go. Don't yeah, fail. Yeah. Exactly as you said earlier, you know, if, if, if you said if they're not helping you on the way, then they're in the way, right? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah, I think that's what you said, yeah. John Leslie quote. John Leslie quote is uh, Les Brown's firstborn son, I believe, or second. But, and that goes to things as well, not just people. It's environments. It's, it's circumstances. Yeah. You know, if it's not helping you on the way, then it's in the way. And you need to either make a drastic change and move away from it or just step back at it and figure out what's not working and make some adjustments. And if it's something you know you really enjoy, it really inspires you and drives you and gives positive impact to you in the macro, in the whole, then perhaps there's just a few clicks and a few minor adjustments that need to be made there to, to make it work. But, uh, yeah, I think it's easy to just keep plodding along, you know. And, and do you know what I mean? And sorry, sorry. It's, just, it's, it's so easy to do the same thing every day. Do you know what I mean? But you know, just, just being able to get up and go somewhere else because it's not working for you, that takes, that takes courage. Mm. You know, courage, like the answer, courage, and all the control that means from the heart, off the heart. So you've got to have the heart to do it, man. Just, just get up and go. I believe, you know, I always say this, you know, not, not a lot of people will understand me when I say it or what. Not a lot of people have understood what I meant. Say, but yeah. I believe life is like a cookout, you know? You're all given a plate and it's up to you to just go around and put on your plate what you'll enjoy. And that's what life is. So, that's what I think, man. People just walk around properly. And if, if rice doesn't work for you, then don't cook properly. If you're, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool way to put it that everyone can relate to. That's. Um... Funnily enough, easily digestible. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice, let's talk about what you're doing now, brother, because I know you're, you you studied public relations, right? Uh, right. You, was that a university? Yep. Yep. Uh, in America? Yep. Yeah. And then you've you kind of got into the, the speaking stuff and then you came out the other side of that and that's gave you the courage and confidence to push forward in what you what you studied in, and of course, you've got a background with football that kind of, yeah. uh, or soccer for anyone who's watching who doesn't, you know, like football in the, let's just make this clear right now, it's football in the UK, it always has been, it's a round ball that you play with your feet, always will be, anywhere else, soccer, yeah, so wherever you're watching from, just to clarify, Maurice has, you know, he was a, was a soccer player for a uh, few years there, and then you've kind of wrapped the two up there, haven't you, kind of joined them in a way now? Well, wait. Say that again. I said you were you were you were a football player for a while, right? A soccer player, right. mm -hmm. and then you kind of wrap that up with what you did studying PR and publicism yeah. journalism. Now, 
Right. So now I'm actually one likely one of you the number one publicist in the world. So if you're a publicist and you're watching this, you can either join or I don't know what else you've gone. But anyways, <laughs> I yeah, I want to be a publicist, man. I want to be the number one publicist in the world. So I'm working on that. You know, I've been doing my thing over at Paradigm. So if if you need if you need a publicist, go to paradigmpr.com and you know shout me there, and we can connect. But I want to be a journalist, sport journalist, and a sport publicist. That's the goal, you know. So there you have it. You know? I love the name Paradigm PR. How did you come up with that? How did I come up with that? You know, I've been I've been in and out of the names. I was going to call it Proactive PR, but I don't know. It was between Proactive PR and Paradigm PR, and somehow I loved Proactive PR more, but I ended up with Paradigm PR. I don't know. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you went with Paradigm PR. It rolls off the tongue better. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Paradigm yeah. PR. They always say when you start a new business and you're coming up with a name, you got to do what you call the phone test. So you yeah. call 10 people and you just drop it in conversation. And if they go, what, what, what did you say? Like three or four times, then you know it's not a good one. It's got to just be able to flow off the tongue and people will be able to get it and, and understand it straight away. Definitely. So... That's that's true. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't feel like I'm not good with proactive PR. Maybe I don't feel like bad. But that that's the goal. I want to be. I want to represent some of the best athletes in the world. I am already working on that. So you yeah, know, I, want to, I want to continue to to do that. And you're gonna need a PR team at the radio. Oh, mate, I've already got one. This is is in front of me. <laughs> oh my God. For those of you who are watching, you know, I don't think Jake has enough credit. So let me, let me let me take the mic for a second, yeah. And cheers. <laughs> Listen, man, I want to thank you, man, for for what you've been doing. I mean, it's brilliant. It's it's absolutely brilliant. You know, from the first day I met you in in the the program. And then we made the, and then you made the Facebook group and invited me, and then we went speaking practice all together, and all of these things. I think, you know, man, you're you're built on brilliance, man, and you've you've definitely been moving in the direction. You're in control of of what you want, you know. You're not you're not sitting back and just letting things happen. You're you're definitely taking the wheel. So I commend you for that. You know, I've seen you. You've been doing your podcast. You've been doing so many things, and obviously, it's it's. It's bringing positivity to so many people. You know what I mean? I've, I've been meaning to be on for a while. It's an honor. It's absolute, absolute honor to be on here, sharing this platform with you. Do you know what I mean? So. Right, thanks so much, man. Thanks so much for your comments. I really, I really respect and appreciate that. I, I knew from the second I seen you in that first Power Voice program, I was like, I got, you know, when you just see something like, got to connect with this guy. He's got drive. Yeah. I like the way he speaks, I like the way he carries himself. And uh, I knew from them, man. I knew we'd connect. I knew you, sometimes you just know when you see someone, you're like, we're going to connect with this guy. We're going to have some fun. And we have had a fun, we had a lot of fun, man. We're always talking on the phone and, that and passing stuff back and forth. So, yeah. yeah, I still think we'll, you know, I still think we'll share the stage one day. We talked about perhaps, you know, yeah, doing it in Jamaica with helping helping the kids there. Uh, I'd love to, love to move forward with that idea at some point when the time is right. Because, um, right. 
that's the right that's the thing yeah that's that's a, i tell you what that's another thing i've learned very recently when the time is right and that cannot be forced cannot be forced cannot be pushed sometimes i think when you try and force it um you just end up with a negative result ultimately right. it's well. that and you just gotta have faith and step back and give it some time true a hundred percent i've actually got to get you on my msb show you know yeah oh instagram that's instagram live yeah yeah that's instagram yeah, right. I'm going to get you on there and share some gems as well. Now, I've got to ask you, got to ask you this question, which is funnily enough, uh, someone, there we go, Malcolm Free asked, what is the definition of hustle? And I will ask you the same. What is the definition of hustle? And what, Maurice, drives your hunger for it? Hustle. What's the definition of hustle? I think hustle is a desire and a phrase. You know, and it's a desire to, to go after the things that you want, your life dependent on. And it's a phase that the longer you can, it's a phase where you act on that desire. That's what I think. That's what I think is. Nice, nice. I like it. It's a different answer. I've never had an answer like that before. Every time I ask it, I get a different answer. That sounds like a stupid thing to say because I'm asking different people. But it's interesting how like just one word can be perceived and, and defined in so many different ways and that just plays out that to show that everyone's unique right and everyone has their own way of looking at things what drives what's driven your like your hunger for the hustle though you know because you know when, when you were when you moved from one country to another and you thought i wasn't happy here so i'm going to move on and try something new you know my mom has my mom yeah, my mom is, is a massive part of, of why I do everything. You know, my mom is my mom is my wife. She's, you know, I I, I still around this quote I heard from you know by Abraham Lincoln. He said that all the time and all that I ever hoped to do, I I always my mom. And yeah. my mom is my wife, hundred percent. Mom. So your mom drives you younger for the hustle. Yeah, definitely. I share that with you, man. Like, oh, I'll be straight out here. I'm a mumsy boy. I'm a big guy. I'm six foot four. Yeah, two hundred pounds. When it comes down to, it, I'm a mummy's boy, and that's how it is. And I got no problem admitting that. You're six foot. Uh, yeah. Oi. Oi. Yeah, I look short on the camera, but I'm actually six foot. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't that interesting as well? Because. You know, you, you, you meet people online and you see you can see as many pictures and different stuff as you do, but you, you, you never actually get to figure out what the actual physical size of them is until you see them. I tell you, it was like I went to an Arnold Classic show, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, bodybuilding, which it's like a sports festival, essentially. It used to be bodybuilding. And I remember like seeing him in real life, and he wasn't that far away. It was probably a few meters away and thinking, man, he's a lot shorter than I thought, and he's got, some, and he's got boots on. So it's, it's about perception, isn't it? And uh, I think that can, um, you can definitely, it can definitely be a lot different to what you think it is in the flesh. Mate, I wouldn't have thought you were six foot, man. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit disappointed that you didn't think that. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get a shock when you meet me. <laughs> God. You know what? I've always said this if I was six foot, I'd go to the UFC, you know? Talking to UFC, Conor McGregor's fine tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, I don't even. I don't know too much about it. I don't know enough about it to make it a form an opinion. I don't think. No. I mean, I'd like Conor to win because it's comeback time, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I think 
first three rounds will be in Connor's hands, but anything after that, Dustin's got to be to Is it still, are they still doing it with no crowd? Now they're letting people in, but not a lot. Okay, well, that's better because I really struggled to watch fights with no crowd. Yeah. It was nice because you could hear people getting hit. That was kind of cool, but it was just like, where's the vibe? Right, There's right. There's no, no vibe. Even if you're in a packed venue, it's still, still kind of hard to get the vibe. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, I think, I don't know. I don't know. This thing is, this, this whole thing is just so, so different, man. It's just so different, but I think we've just got to adjust to it and keep, keep going. Yeah. I mean, what can you do? Whatever your whatever your opinion or perspective of it is, the world keeps spinning. Yeah, the sun keeps rising; it keeps setting. So you might as well just keep on in your lane, keep on focusing on what you were doing, read them goals, and just go from strive from. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's it's easy to say, don't let the environment control you, particularly in this situation. But you know, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. But if you can do one thing's for sure if you could do it last year in this time you can do it this year in this time and you can do it going forward at any time because i mean it, this this stuff's bottomed out i believe this stuff's bottomed out now i don't think it can get any worse like vaccines come in whether you choose to have it or not whatever but i mean at least there's a seems to be a road out of it now yeah um, okay okay yeah there'll be some impact particularly for businesses and things like that but you know, nothing's actually stopping you from going forth and achieving your goals. You just got to take a different approach to 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 doing them, to getting them. True, true, one hundred percent. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of lot of growth and lessons to be learned in that lot of value in it. Yeah, I want to say this though. You know, for those of you who were going through this time, we're actually we're all going through it. And I want to say, I want to add to you on something Les has said. He says, "Don't come up with permanent solutions for temporary." Yeah, so whatever you're going through, man, understand that you have to stay overcoming. Understand that this too shall pass. So I encourage you. He also said in life, we're going towards a problem, in a problem, or coming out of a problem. So in this case, we are in a problem. And, you know, there's only, if you're going through a fire and you stop, you're going to get burnt. So keep going. The fire ends. Something. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I think we'll wrap up on that. I think that's a poignant moment to wrap up on. There we go. Hey, listen. There we go. Maurice, I think, I know you spend, I'll put your website in here as well. I know you spend most of your time online on Instagram, yeah? Mm -hmm. So there is Maurice's links in the comments if anyone wants to connect with this fantastic, driven, motivated young man who doesn't let anything stop him. You just go through it. Uh, Paradigm C5. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is it? Paradigm? C5. Complex 5. Clear, concise, compelling, consistent. And... Paradigm Mm-hmm. It's there. Boom. I'm just proud that I know how to spell paradigm because that took me a while to figure out. <laughs> Do you know what? Between me and you, yeah, that's, what, that's why I didn't want to name the paradigm. Okay. Okay. I, I was, I was, I was okay. struggling to spell it as well. <laughs> well, that's what Google's for, yeah. That's what I like about Google. You don't even have to type stuff in properly these days. You just yeah. put what you think and it figures it out for you. Google will read your mind, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Definitely. Jake, thanks for having me, man. And, and you know, continue to continue to act in a spirit of absolute certainty, as Les would say. 
Man, yeah. you know what I say, greatness only. Greatness only capital letters. There we go. That's it. We'll just wrap up yeah. on that, guys. Thank you for listening, wherever you're listening from, whatever you're listening on. If you've enjoyed the show, please like it, share it, comment with some friends who would enjoy it too, uh, and subscribe. I'd love you forever if you did that. Stay hungry. Keep hustling. There you go.